a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm glad to have you tuning in to this week's episode. Today, we're going to be covering Quinlan Voss, who's a really cool Jedi from the Clone Wars era. Um, really cool character. Can't wait to talk to you about him. So without further ado, let's dive into ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? I do, sir. So while I know Quinlan Voss has a lot of Legends lore associated with him, I'm going to be focusing on his canon lore. Um, so obviously that means that I'm not going to go over a lot of things that happen in the EU comics and stuff like that, which I know are very popular, but I just want to say that up front. I'm only going to be really focusing on what uh, he is up to in canon. So just a little information about him. He is a uh, male Kifar from the homeworld of Kifu. Uh, his master was Master Tholm, and for a while he was under the tutelage of Count Dooku. His apprentice was Ayla Sakura, who was the uh, female Twi'lek with blue skin. She's pretty prominently featured in the movies and is uh, in an arc of the Clone Wars as well. His lightsaber color was green. So going into a basic timeline of him, Little known fact, he was actually on Tatooine on assignment when Qui-Gon found Anakin and the Phantom Menace. And you can see him in the background of some shots. I would look it up. Just look up Quinlan Voss and the Phantom Menace. You'll be able to find him. It's pretty cool. Uh, he's just a nice little background detail. In the Clone Wars, he was accompanied or he accompanied Obi-Wan Kenobi to Nal Hutta while hunting for the escaped Zero the Hutt, who was the uncle of Jabba the Hutt, who's broken out of prison by Cad Bane, and then during this pursuit, whenever they track Zero to Teth and find him dead, they fight Cad Bane uh, and in an altercation that is pretty interesting because uh, Cad gets a hold of Quinlan's lightsaber and uses it to duel Obi-Wan. It's pretty cool. Um, but that's really the only arc that we see him in in the Clone Wars, which is really unfortunate because he's a really cool character. And if you don't remember who he is, he has the dreadlocks and the yellow line across his face, darker skin. Super, super cool character. But one thing that we were going to get before Disney acquired the rights to Lucasfilm was we were going to get the Dark Disciple uh, arc of the Clone Wars. And this was going to be an eight-episode arc, which has been since adapted into a novel, which is one of my favorite Star Wars books, and I would highly recommend you reading it if you haven't already. But essentially what it does is it follows Quinlan Voss in the later days of the Clone Wars, and I'm about to give some spoilers over that. Um, so if you don't want those, then you can skip over this, but it's just going to be kind of basic plot points. So essentially Quinlan was assigned, uh, a mission by the Jedi council to partner with Asajj Ventress in order to try to assassinate Count Dooku. And after going on that, they end up partnering together. And after going on several, uh, bounty hunting missions together, the two develop feelings for each other. And while trying to uh, sort of formulate the best plan of action for assassinating Dooku, Ventress, who is Dooku's old assassin, essentially teaches Voss how to tap into the dark side and how to use that to their advantage because she believes that that's the only way that they will be able to win, come out victorious. 
And then, whenever he was trying to uncover who Dooku's master was, Quinlan fell to the dark side after being captured by Dooku and became his apprentice. And then he served the Separatists for a good amount of time under the alias Admiral Enigma and was eventually redeemed by Ventress and his love for her. It's an amazing book, and I would really recommend you reading it. Um, yeah, that's about all that I have to say. In Revenge of the Sith, uh, you kind of hear, it's just an uh, offhanded comment that uh, Obi-Wan makes, but he moves, uh, he moves his troops to Boss Pity after uh, victory in the Battle of Seleucami, and then eventually is assisting in the Battle of Kashyyyk when Order 66 occurs, which he survives, um, which was recently confirmed in Obi-Wan Kenobi, where we learn that he regularly assists the group known as The Path, helping to smuggle Force Sensitives across the galaxy to keep them safe from the Empire. And I love the quote that he etches into the walls of the safe house, um, which was, only when the eyes are closed can you truly see. I think that that's just beautiful. And um, and I really hope that, that we get to see more of Quinlan in the future, but I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Just some various facts. He was a liaison for the Jedi to local law enforcement and was an expert on the underworld because he normally worked undercover. So he was sort of, he tended to work alone after the death of his master. He kind of isolated himself from the rest of the Jedi because his methods were very unorthodox. He's very much like Anakin in that way. And um, he typically went undercover into seedy parts of the galaxy and would work to preserve peace um, through undercover work. And he had a very interesting ability called psychometry, which essentially he could touch objects and see events that had occurred around them in the past. Like in the Ark of the Clone Wars where he's hunting for Zero the Hut, he's able to pick up a cup and is able to see that Zero was holding it in the past and was able to sort of see vague events that were surrounding him holding that cup. So it's a pretty cool force ability that's pretty unique. And um, that made him an excellent tracker. He was very good at um, hunting people down. Super cool. And um, on display in Dark Disciple if you end up reading that book. And he was, like I said, not by the not by the book. He was known as a Jedi Maverick. Very unorthodox in his methods. He was very sarcastic and laid back, easygoing. But he was also friends with Obi-Wan Kenobi, which was very interesting because Obi-Wan's a very buttoned up by the book Jedi. So they juxtaposed each other very, uh, very interestingly, but they were very good friends with each other. And he would often start and end fights as a Padawan in the Jedi. Um, he was a troublemaker, as you might uh, expect. He would both stir up trouble and put an end to it himself. And he was a master of Form 4, which he mixed a little bit with Form 5, which gave him a aggressive and unpredictable fighting style. And he also used Force Lightning when he turned to the dark side. So, pretty formidable opponent, uh, regardless of which side he was on. But he was very much a threat whenever he had turned to the dark side under Count Dooku. Um, and that being said, I think that there's so much potential for this character in future, um, future projects. I think that if they do end up making a, a show about the path, I think that Quinlan should be a major character in that. And I really think that he should be played by Jason Momoa. Um, I just think that he's perfect. I mean, Jason Momoa is the character is the guy that plays Aquaman. He's also in Game of Thrones. He's in 
some Apple TV show. It's like Sight or Vision or Blind or I don't remember. Um, he's super cool. He's a Pacific Islander, just huge, imposing, but he also just looks like Quinlan and acts like Quinlan. And I think that he would be the perfect person to have play him. And, um, and yeah, I think that a show surrounding him sort of helping Force Sensitives throughout the galaxy, fighting off Inquisitors, but also uh, maybe about how he survived Order 66, him hunting down other Jedi survivors, not just Force-sensitive children, and uh, trying to help them. I think that would be really awesome. And um, I just think that he's a really cool character with a lot of potential, and I can't wait to see where he'll show up in canon next, because him, his name being mentioned in Obi-Wan Kenobi was a really cool surprise and cool Easter egg. So hopefully there's more of him to come in the future. So that being said, that's about all that I have to say about him. Um, yeah, he's he's a really interesting character, but there's not a lot of canon source material on him. That being said, like I said at the beginning, there are a lot of cool legend stories about him where, once again, he turns to the dark side, he fights alongside Jedi Master Sora Bulk, who developed Vopod alongside Mace Windu. There's a lot of cool stuff about him that I, uh, I didn't, I didn't go into in this episode because I'm, I try to keep it pretty relevant to the existing canon. But um, that being said, this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more. So today's more is that Quinlan Voss is six foot three inches tall. I, I can't lie to you. These are hard to come up with at a certain point, especially since I've kind of started a trend of trying to keep these mores sort of related to the episodes. So sometimes they're going to be lamer than others. Um, so I apologize for that, but I, I tried really hard to find some sort of little fun fact that I wouldn't fit into the episode itself. Anyways, I'm blabbering. I really appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you stay tuned for Andor episode five review and breakdown that's coming out this Wednesday. I love this show so far and I'm really excited to continue to talk about it with y'all. Um, and yeah, stay tuned next week for our next regular episode. We always have them coming out on Mondays. So uh, make sure you tune in for those. And yeah, follow us on Instagram at Twin Sun Talks. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Twin Sun Talks Podcast, and follow and listen wherever you get your podcast by searching Twin Sun Talks. That being said, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.